Hey everyone, today we are going to be talking about Marie Kondo and her new admission that she's kind of given up on the tidying thing. Not entirely, but it's going to be a fun discussion. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jesse Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. So Jesse actually sent me this article in Messenger not too long ago and was like, oh my gosh, you have to look at this. <laughs> Which I think was the reaction of a lot of moms when that article came out. The one in um, People. Yeah. The, the article in the interview, an article. Yeah, the interview. People. Yeah. I, the same thing happened to me. Um, my, one of my sister-in-laws sent it and was like, Jesse, have you seen this? <laughs> Partly because out of everyone, I'm the organization freak and including like, it's not just organizing your business, it's organizing everything. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because it came off of or it came during a weekend of me like purge cleaning my kids' bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I admire her for this. Mm-hmm. That's my stance. Before we even yeah. get into the discussion, everyone should know I am on Team Condo. Yes, absolutely. Me too. And I think it was, and I, I think everybody's very excited to hear her finally admit that like being a new mom of three is not the best time to be decluttering and tidying and purging and keeping everything immaculate. Uh, but, you know, I have heard her say in past interviews that you know, your house is going to look like your house and you know, she's just kind of giving suggestions, but Personally, she lost me with, you can only have so many books. <laughs> That's where she lost me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say, though, that one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation with you, uh, Angela, is because I saw another mom online, and I understand social media is social media, but she like did one of those things where she showed the article in the background and she mm-hmm. was laughing at it. Like she was just Aww. like laughing. And I'm just like, that's rude. Yeah. Like to me, okay, so quote from the article. I used to be a perfectionist, but it became difficult to maintain that standard after having my children. So much was out of my control. I hope my openness on the subject will help others to ease up on impossible standards. I gave up on perfectionism a while ago. How can you not applaud her for that? Right? That's a brave statement, especially from her in the the position she's kind of put herself in as, you know, the tidying up influencer or whatever. And I did notice, too, in the interview a few times she mentioned, like, this is what I'm doing for myself in this season of my life. season. And we've talked about that a lot on here, how Mm -hmm. different seasons of the year, your life, your business – are going to require different things out of you and require you to focus on different areas. 
Yeah. So if anything, I honestly, I think it was super brave of her because, because she's built her name and, and I know we're like almost five minutes into this, but we haven't explained Marie Kondo is like the queen of clean. She Mm -hmm. is, um, she had a book, the life changing magic of tidying up. Mm-hmm. She had a Netflix series that everyone binged in a day. Yes. Let's be honest. It was so good because she would go into people's homes and help them tidy up. Yes. And it is life-changing to make some of those decisions. But just like everything we've mentioned on this sh- you know, show, this podcast, take what you want, leave what you don't. Every family, every person's situation is different and your needs are different. Right. So to me, for her to just outright say, you know what, maybe my methods are a little extreme. I mean, she didn't, don't quote me on that. She didn't say that, but this is just <laughs> I'm getting. Yes. Maybe my methods are a little extreme and I can't handle this. I mean, I remember when the Netflix series came out and I saw some interviews from her and she was saying that she feels this pressure to have her house be the cleanest of all because that's what she helps other people do. Right. And I feel for her. Yeah. It's like it, it is. It's like no matter what your specialty is, people expect you to have the best one out there. Right. If you know, you're a website builder, you better have the best website. Mm-hmm. If you are a social media manager, your social media accounts better be immaculate. Um if you it's crazy though, because for example, Angela and I know marketing and we know tech and all these things. Our systems are not the best. Like no. I'll be the first to admit it. Our like <laughs> <laughs> it is easy for us to do that to help others, but when it comes to yourself, it's always the hardest. Isn't it always the you know the cobbler's kid with no shoes, right? Yes. Like, yep. Like you do for others, and it's really hard to do for yourself. Yeah, it's hard to take that time for yourself. And I do also kind of want to applaud her because we have talked before about the influencers with the six figures in six months and make, you know, run your business during nap time and all of these really unattainable things. And so for her to come out and having also consistently said, like, I'm just trying to help people you know, whatever you need for your house. And then for her to come out and say, hey, like, yeah, this isn't really sustainable for me right now in this season. Like, she definitely deserves some credit for that because that's really hard as an influencer to come out and say, yeah, this isn't going to work for everybody. Like, this thing that I've been teaching isn't going to work for everybody. It doesn't even work for me right now. Like, that's how often do you get to see an influencer come out and say something like that? I know. It's so brave of her. I, the other thing that she she was talking about, the, what I love is that she realized and accepted that once you have kids, a different, higher priority pops up in your life. In the interview, mm-hmm. she talks about having the choice to like spend more time with her family and that's the route she wants to go because it's more important to her than tidying yeah. up. And I mean, yes, that, that, that's what I love. Like you said about the influencers, because there are so many people out there that it's a unique perspective to, 
become popular on something before you have kids and then realize that your life with children is different. Yeah. It doesn't make it bad or wrong or less than. It just makes it different. Yeah. You have a lot of times. A lot of times we see influencers really try to hang on to promoting those systems and, you know, kind of still projecting that they work for everybody. It's totally a thing that I do. And it's like Mm -hmm. that. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. It's the same reason you and I have said before that we have a hard time reading time management books written by men Mm -hmm. that are like C-suite level. (laughs) Yeah. Level authors. It's not the same as my life. Because it just does not. Yeah. It doesn't. Your life does not look like my life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that I've always admired about our podcast is that we try our best to say, listen, these are ideas. Mm -hmm. Take what you want. Leave what you don't. Some of them may work for one of you and some of it may work for all of you. Like, But it's not going to be 100% all the time. And we, I just love that, that we're here to talk about the reality that everyone is different. I can't sit here and tell you exactly what's going to work in every situation of your business, in your life, with children. But what we can give you are tips. Yes. Or leave them. (laughs) Yeah. And I think even, you know, with Marie Kondo saying, you know, okay, this isn't exactly what I'm doing. She hasn't given up her system entirely. She's just changed it to fit the season she's in. She has a new baby. All of a sudden there's three kids. I can tell you from experience, the jump from two kids to three kids is just mind boggling. You wouldn't think it would be, but it sure is. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, to take that and say, you know, okay, I'm going to adjust and adapt. Like that's important, especially if you are trying to balance being a mom taking care of your family needs, taking care of the home, and running a business. You have to be able to adapt and adjust your systems and processes or you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. And she did this um, People article because she actually has a new book called – I'm trying to find it here. Um, I know it means something about way of life. Yes. why do I not see Marie Kondo's Kirashi at home, how to organize your space and achieve your ideal life. There you go. So Which I will probably read. I read her first book. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things. It's like watching the Netflix special where you see it and you're like, Ooh, now I have to go do that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like organize my sock drawer or something and be like, and I'm done. Uh, yeah. But there were a lot of really good things in her first book, even though I was reading it as a new mom of three, Mm -hmm. uh, that I was able to take um, one of her big things with the like, does it spark joy? Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is really applicable to not just tidying up, but also other things in your life. Is it sparking joy? Is it making you happy? Is it working or is it driving you absolutely crazy? Yeah. I mean... Don't tell my kids this, but (laughs) there was a puzzle that for some reason kept getting opened and all the pieces kept getting used as like rocks in a dump truck or Uh literally all over the floor. And then we clean it up. Then the next day it happened again. And I'm like, 
Nobody's using this as a puzzle. Guess what? <laughs> it magically disappeared overnight. <laughs> yeah. And I bet they didn't even notice. They didn't even notice. They didn't. No. You're right. Not a single kid has asked me where that puzzle went. And guess what? I feel so much better. Because yes. every time – it was like I was getting PTSD every time I saw one of those puzzle pieces. Like <laughs> it was not – it was the anti-spark joy, okay? Yes. Spark anger. <laughs> yes. My kids had a toy like that when they were little. You will probably know it because it's recent enough. It was like a uh, elephant but that you put butterflies in. You turn it on. It would blow the butterflies in the air and you try to catch them with a little net. Mm. Mm -hmm. my kids had that when they were little and I swear it's like seven years later and I still find those butterflies sometimes and they never got used for what they were supposed to be used for never. like mm -hmm. ever the elephant would get turned on but nothing would be in it they would just want to see it do the thing and the butterflies got scattered everywhere and I swear I'm still finding them yeah it's uh, we all have those things it's oh <laughs> If, if there's anything you take from Marie Kondo, it's it's okay to let it go. Yes. <laughs> For me, like, so I told you how I, I did tidy up this mm -hmm. weekend. I literally walked around the whole house, found every book I could find, and put it in a huge pile on the floor. And we went through it, and we got rid of all the baby, baby books, mm -hmm. because my youngest is almost four. <sighs> I know. Don't don't go down that route. Um, <laughs> sad mama over here. But um, we got rid of all the baby baby books. And by get rid of, I mean I boxed them up. And I'm going to wait until someone I know has a baby. So it's not like I'm throwing these things away. Uh, right. I'm able to pass them on. But I just got them out of myself. I got them out of the clutter. I got them somewhere else where – because we didn't need them anymore. Or they're not in your way. And then it not makes it easier for them to find the books that are that they want. Their age and that they they want, yeah. I did something similar before Christmas. I purged a bunch of my kids' toys to make mm -hmm. room for new Christmas toys. Um but also, speaking of sad mamas, my youngest informed me yesterday that she is a pre-tweenager. Oh boy. So. <laughs> A pre-tweenager. A pre-tweenager, which was a new one for me, but, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, hey, er so we have these um, <laughs> coffee cups that one of my sister-in-laws got us and me and my youngest. Mine says mama bear and his says baby bear, like the a tiny little coffee cup, like a cocoa Aww. mug. And every time I say, oh, it's baby bear, he goes, no, it says medium bear. I'm like. Okay. Sure it does. I'm I'm wrong. I'm reading it wrong. It says medium bear for sure. Yeah. Which you can right. say it does say that. You can't read at three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it does. Medium bear it is. Oh. The other thing was as we were going through it, the kids were like, Oh, I love this book. Or oh, I haven't seen this in forever. And the crazy thing is, I mean, I went through with a trash bag. I threw out uh, like the little kids meal toys and like just the random pieces of paper and the broken yep. toys and all the like things that were not part of like a nice legit toy. And I know that they yeah. weren't going to miss. And there is so much more space in their rooms. I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, it's amazing how much more space there is when you get rid of all of the stuff. And it's so much easier to do with our kids' stuff than our stuff. <laughs> I know. It's like the kids' rooms are beautiful and then I w- step out into the living room and it's a, you know, war zone. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll tackle that another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I see people do that in business too because I – you know, I work with clients a lot and I get into their tech systems, things like that. And I see a lot of people holding on to old programs or courses or mm-hmm. service, you know, the software as a service that they don't need that isn't working for them, that they've outgrown and they just can't let go of it. And that's really hard. Like that's a hard conversation to have with people to say, like, this isn't working for your business anymore. You need to let it go and find something that is. Yeah, I had a conversation with someone the other day who had like a 20,000 person list and was still doing like this janky email system. And I'm like, I know it it sucks, but you're going to have to pay like 150 bucks a month with a list that big to get on a legit system. (laughs) Yeah. When you have a list that big, I'm sure you can afford 150 bucks. Yeah. You market to them via email, which is a very important part of marketing. So I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you should probably do that. Yeah. And when you have a list that big, like you should, you should have those systems in place to effectively market and communicate with people. It's just hard because I know how businesses boom exponentially. Mm-hmm. And so you one day you're small and you can do the little crazy systems and have the small amount of people working on your team where one person does seven things. Yeah. And then the next day it's too much and you're frazzled and you're trying to run around and, and you can't figure out how to organize. But that's why there are people that come in and help with that. <laughs> they specialize yeah. in in uh organizing and setting up your systems and yeah while it probably seems like a lot at the time like I don't need that that's too much you know what six months down the road you're going to be so thankful that's how you set it yeah yeah absolutely and you know it's kind of going back to Marie Kondo sometimes you need someone to kind of inspire you to clean up your systems and make changes and do things um, that are going to down the road are going to help in your business. Yeah. So I really do encourage you to, even though it it came out, was it like 2018? I want to say. Yeah. Um, the, you know, tidying up on Mm -hmm. Netflix, it, to me, it was, it's worth a watch. Take the bits and pieces that you want. The biggest thing for me was like, she gives permission to say this. Let's say it's a really nice thing that you have, but you don't like it. It's okay to let it go. Donate yeah. it. Give it to someone else. Like that big um, uh, kitchen gadget that's just taking up yeah. space. The I use this Tony. once every three years. Yes. It's okay to get rid of it. <laughs> I encourage yep. you to watch the show, take what you want, but also to see what other areas of your life you can apply it to. Like we were saying in your business, just because you have all these things, you can simplify and still be effective. Yeah. I like to go through 
once or twice a year and look through my business expenses to see if there are any softwares or programs that I either haven't been using or I'm outgrowing or may need to be upgraded. And that can be a really big help in your business just to kind of get an idea of where your money is going and also what kind of systems and processes you have in place currently. Absolutely. All right. Well, I will link the people article down below in the show notes and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.